Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety. This week, hosted by me, Samantha Holdley. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based on my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Adverse behaviors by residents in caregiving environments, such as senior care, traditional nursing homes, and group homes, are often a regular occurrence. Residents, especially those with diminished cognitive function, are sometimes unable to explain their needs, wants, and fears, and, as a result, may express themselves through adverse behaviors. Adverse behaviors may be verbal or physical. These behaviors can happen unexpectedly for no apparent reason, or they can escalate rapidly from what seems like a routine interaction. They can be caused by many factors, including physical pain, overstimulation as a result of noise, temperature, or other environmental factors, and poor communication. Caregivers must deal with these incidents and their emotional, mental, and physical aftermath. While adverse behaviors can be difficult to deal with for caregivers, it is vital to understand what residents with diminished cognitive function aren't acting this way on purpose. After these incidents, it's good practice to engage in a debriefing process. Any incident that could lead to an additional incident or cause ongoing stress for the caregiver, resident, or other staff should trigger a debrief meeting. A post-incident debriefing meeting is a learning tool that relies on feedback and reflection. Meetings provide participants a combination of support and teaching, which benefits themselves as well as residents. These meetings give caregivers an opportunity to process what happened and think about ways to potentially avoid similar incidents in the future. These can ultimately help your organization better address residents' needs. There are several keys to ensuring a successful debrief. First, the debriefing should take place in a relaxed, quiet space away from where the incident occurred. The debriefing should include a facilitator or a team member the caregiver has a good relationship with to provide comfort and support. Also, ideally one of the debriefing participants should be a senior staff member to give the caregiver confidence the lessons learned will be turned into future actions. Second, the initial focus should always be on feelings of those involved. For caregivers, it's important to process how they're feeling after a potentially traumatic event especially when they felt they had a great relationship with the resident. The caregiver involved should express his or her feelings openly and honestly. While preventative strategies and the interventions are desired outcomes of the debrief, they shouldn't be the first step. The involved caregiver must first deal with his or her own emotions related to the event. Doing this should help the caregiver to then think more clearly about why the adverse behavior occurred. Once the caregiver involved has shared his or her feelings about the event, it is time to turn the focus to the resident's feelings. While you may not know for certain why the resident acted the way he or she did, it is important to try and understand what triggered the incident. Third, after discussing the feelings of those involved, it is time to turn the conversation to steps that can be taken to avoid adverse behavior situations in the future. Talk about the triggers and come up with a care plan that will help limit or eliminate it. Be sure to share the potential triggers and care plans with other staff members who work with the resident. This will help meet the resident's needs and reduce the potential for a repeat incident with a different caregiver. Finally, to ensure knowledge sharing going forward, establish and follow a consistent communication process for preventative action steps. Also, incorporate these actions into your training process.
Training staff should periodically review the incident and update curriculum materials as needed. Following these debriefing recommendations will help keep staff members and residents happy and safe. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join us again next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.